3: Well, Freak Nation, if you're listening to us on the Freak Radio Network, you cannot see Crash Gladys, and you can't see me, Stat, or Richard C. Suave. Well, for one, because Crasher, she's not here. She's taken uh, some of the night off. You'll see her in some of these interviews. and hear her in some of these interviews that we've got coming up. But Richard C. Suave's sitting in the uh, in the catbird seat there with Crash Gladys. Congratulations, Suave, for grabbing that.
4: Yeah, I got a promotion. I know yeah. I like it. Yep. Oh yeah, I look I look beautiful on camera too. Oh, if you're you watching us on Mac TV, Facebook pages, YouTube, I look dang good with this beautiful camera. All right, a big it's show for
5: wait a minute, wait a minute. Just the idea of stepping up in class that grew his beard out. Look at it. <laughs> he he got word that he's gonna <laughs> replace crash and he got the beard suddenly <laughs> there it is. Mm-hmm. It's all right. We'll
3: we'll do okay for the next two hours. Just don't screw this up, will you, Suave?
4: Oh, I got this. I got it.
3: All right. So here we go, man. What the hell were you doing at 17 years old? Were you winning the Daytona 24-hour? Were you Were you winning a Rolex? We'll get to that story coming up. 20 years ago, last week, this happened in NASCAR. You don't want to miss that story. Also coming up, your Daytona 24-hour, one of the four drivers who won the damn thing, Dane Cameron, will be here in the Peak Nation. And A big, uh, a big feature coming up. Of him on him on Mab TV this week that we're going to get to with Antron Brand, three-time three, three NHRA Top Fuel champion uh, he's going to be here in the Freak Nation and in the second hour Freak Nation Sarah Price the only American woman to ever win a Dakar Rally stage she'll be here in the Freak Nation and your points leader in arena cross Kyle Peters will be here in the Freak Nation and and, and, and what did Jimmy Johnson Ricky Carmichael Jerry Rice having common with Van Halen? Oh, yeah. The, dump, <laughs> the dumpster. <laughs> yeah, that's coming up uh, here in the Freak Nation. Play ball with us, man. You're watching us on Facebook Live, on many Facebook pages across there, across the planet, YouTube, and, of course, on Mab TV. listening to us on the Freak Radio Network. Thank you, guys, for hanging out here in the Freak Nation. Daytona, 24-hour wrapped up. Dane Cameron, one of four drivers who won the dang thing. He'll be joining us in moments. But really one of the big stories for us is Connor Zilich, 17 years old, a 17, let this soak in, 17-year-old, won in his
5: class. man. the LMP2 class, right? Yep, LMP2. Had some significant drivers in the car, but 17-year-old kid took them there.
3: He's been in the Freak Nation a couple of times, but my focus is on 17 years old, Freak Nation. What were you doing at 17? I know what I was doing at 17. I was still trying to figure out my freaking anatomy. I was still figuring out trying, trying, trying to shift in a manual car, trying to catch a pass on a crossing route at 17 years old on the JV team. I don't know what the hell. Whatever. This guy goes out and wins – the Daytona 24-hour in the LMP2 class at 17 years old, Statman. What were you doing at 17? Richie was
5: just 17 last week, so he's going to be more relatable (laughs) to this. But, Statman, what the hell were you doing at 17? At 17, I don't know that the statute of limitations has run out on all of it, but can you imagine uh, Connor Zilich takes his Rolex for winning the Rolex 24 and puts it in his locker at school? And tells the girls, hey, sweetheart, you ever see one of these? There you go. Oh,
3: okay, Richie. I'm gonna jump to you on this one. Does a Rolex 24 hour watch impress you as our residential millennial, the closest one here between the three of us <laughs> to a 17 year old?
4: Oh no, I don't care. No. Dude, I don't even <laughs> I can't even remember how to tell time, just looking at a regular clock, which is why I wear an Apple Watch. It's digital. When it's, if it's digital, it's beautiful. I can just read it. I don't have to I don't have to uh, think when I look at the time. So, no, of course not. I don't care. No, I would just be sitting in the box the entire time.
5: Well, well the, there it is. The only question is whether or not a 17-year-old female is going to find it interesting. You know? I mean, if, if Connor Zillich wants to impress the girls at his high school, he's got something to do it with. He's got some bling to make it work.
3: On the serious side of things, which typically we only pre- – we pretend to be serious about 15% of the show. We'll take up most of it right here Freak Nation. Connor Zillich, at 17 years old, and prior to this race, has done some incredible things in Trans Am. And so much so, when we had him on in October, he was being highly recruited by a team. Did we Were, were we quizzing him, Richie, about a NASCAR – yeah, we were. We were quizzing him about a NASCAR team, right? Correct, yep. Uh, this is – Connor Zilich not even letting us into who he was going with in, for NASCAR for the 2024 season when we had him on the show in October of 2023. Don't say anything if I bring up a team owner name that talked to you. All right? Roger Penske. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You're all right, so Roger
3: Penske. Oh. Nope. <laughs> no, Penske's I a I wish. Ford. That would be cool. but no.
1: a yeah, Chevrolet. It's like huh? a <laughs> I'd so it's, Chevy, got, it's got to
3: be Chevy. All right. So you'll be, you'll be running for Rick Hendrick next year. I wonder who's who drive. You're going to be taking – whoa, you're taking Kyle Larson's ride next year? Stop. No.
5: no. <laughs> or Junior junior Motorsports. He's in Xfinity, yeah. That's a good, that's a good idea. Yeah. I had to think of that one.
4: Well, Richie, were we far off or what? Yeah, well, you were right about the Chevy thing, right? Because right? he ended up signing with Trackhouse, I believe, just a few weeks ago, earlier this year. So he's going to drive – a couple different series as a, like a developmental driver for Team right. Trackhouse and Justin Merckx, who he raced against in Trans Am last season. Of all people,
3: this guy is a superstar, and we we talked about it in October when we had him on. That what he's doing in in that race car, and again at that age, it's you're hearing the comparisons. Whether it's Kyle Larson, or you go way back in the day, whether it's a it's a dude from the '60s or '70s. Mario Andretti. Or I, yes, I did see that comparison. I saw that comparison to Conor Zilich. Don't ask me where I found the damn thing, but when I looked at it, I went and, and get, get, give me a single shot. You got it? It was this look.
4: Huh? <laughs>
1: Mario
3: and Conor <laughs> Zilich. But hey, we said the same thing about Jet Lawrence, uh, superstar in the making, the two wheel c- category for Supercross and Motocross last year. Boy, has he come back to back to earth? But uh, Stat man, from what you've seen with Connor Zilich and him ripping it up in Trans Am, goes out and helps this legitimate team win LMP2 in the Daytona
5: 24-hour uh, on Sunday. Guy's got the chops. Yeah, he could wheel a car, and he's with some Connor Zilich is there, and he was part of the team, drove during the night, and he is part of the winning team one of the faster cars in the entire race. Uh, he he could wheel anything. All right. I'm going to go back to the
3: residential millennial. Again, him being closer to 17 years old. Richie, what were you doing at 17 years old? I would think this would be more impressive to you than us two old guys here at Speed Freaks on MAV-TV and the Freak Radio Network.
4: Yeah, the, best, the most impressive thing to me about this is usually when you're about 16 and a half or so, you can – start to get your learner's permit to drive right Right. so i'm 16 and a half and i don't need to drive anywhere i was like the one person in my entire group of people at school or whatever that like wasn't super excited to drive so i didn't get my license until another year or two later so i was 16 and a half 17 congressman's age i didn't even have my learner's permit or my driver's license at the time which is insane to me and this guy goes out and wins one of the biggest races in all of motorsports at 17 years old and it's that's crazy it's 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 insane i actually looked this up and he's actually not the youngest to win as far as i know the youngest to win is actually um pato award and um michael de cazada who won back in 2017 They were 17 years old old as well, but Casado was 17 years, 63 days old. Pato, 17 and 239. So he's not the youngest, which is incredible. But yeah, doing that, winning at 2017, and he mentions in his press conference, he can't even get a rental car. He's too young to rent a car, but he's going out (laughs) and winning races and dominating in them.
3: You can't vote, you can't rent a car, but my gosh, you could wear a $10,000 watch, that man.
5: And, and he's going to wear it with pride, too. I mean, we could joke all we want to about him needing to be in high school. But this is something, and you remember this, Kenny, when we were at PRI, a lot of the people were saying, how are we going to get kids involved in this? And Connor Zilich might be one of the answers, One might be one of the bridges to get kids to, how did he do this? What's he doing? Mm-hmm. Who's this teenager? And uh, he might be the one to help bridge the gap. With uh, younger kids getting involved in motorsports,
3: listen. What Trackhouse has done over the last let's say four years, they've just they're pushing all the right buttons and grabbing Connor Zilich as a developmental driver, and eventually I'm sure going to slide him into maybe a truck or Xfinity or the Cup Series. Yeah, just- I
5: hope. Excuse me. I hope he uh, they allow him to mature as a driver as well as a, a man. Uh, And they don't throw him out there and at, you know, too young. And he, you know, burns out like a matchstick, you know, that he is allowed to learn and be a driver and come up through the ranks and not uh, put too much on him too soon.
4: Real quick, here's where he's going to drive this year. He's going to drive in the Cars Tour, Arkham Menard Series, Trans Am, and IMSA races, and the Craftsman Truck Series and Xfinity Series in 24 and
3: 2025. Go drive. Go drive.
5: for Everything but taxis.
3: Freak Nation, how many beers would you have after you win the Daytona 24-hour? We're going to ask your winner next. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios and Mab tv
1: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
6: General Tire delivers. The weekend racing is over, or is it? Not on MAV-TV. Monday is All-American Racing Night on the network which never leaps the track. Sit back and enjoy grassroots red, white, and blue racing from America's most iconic tracks. Whether it's the precise lines of pavement ovals or the door-banging action of the dirt, MAV-TV's Monday Night lineup will bring you all the action from this country's legendary four-wheel battlegrounds. Monday Night is All-American Racing, only on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network.
7: The NASCAR Cup Series returns to Worldwide Technology Raceway on June 1st and 2nd, 2024. The time to get your tickets is now. Let's
0: go! Yeah!
7: For only $10 down, you can lock in your seats for an incredible weekend of family fun featuring the Enjoy Illinois 300 and the Confluence Music Festival. It all adds up to one amazing party. Go to www.raceway.com for the hottest ticket of the year.
8: There's a price war in the insurance business and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half million dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866-549-TERM. 866-549-TERM. 866-549-TERM.
6: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
3: All right, Freak Nation. Uh, it's, it's awfully brave of Dane Cameron to come into the Freak Nation after several beers, given the fact that the Freaks like to have a little bit of fun at when drivers win some races after they had a few beers. Regardless, man, Daytona 24-hour winner uh, with uh, Roger Penske. Uh, there's so many notes to hit here, Dane Cameron with you behind the wheel of that Porsche, the first win for Roger Penske since, what was it, 69, something of that. There's all kinds of numbers that are being thrown at me here, (laughs) man. But uh, how much of that last 30 minutes, or or let me just give you with your stint in the car, uh, how much do you drive by the rear view mirror in the Daytona 24-hour versus what's in front of you?
10: Yeah, I would say – When you're in a top category, not too much in the rear view mirror, but uh, for sure Felipe there in the last few stints was uh, looking backwards, probably more than forwards. He did a fantastic job there to to close that one out. And I have to tell you, it's a pretty, it's a pretty miserable experience to be watching that deal uh, (laughs) and just be on the sidelines and not have any control. And uh, it was funny watching Joseph uh, in particular, because obviously he's never really done a ton of sports car racing, especially being in that position um you know and after the the nail-biting finish at the 500 he was like man this is this is terrible he's like i hate this i'm so uncomfortable I'm like yeah this is what it's like watching the end of the 500 except you know you're not in the driver's seat this time so uh <laughs> i thought that was really funny watching him squirm but um yeah i mean what a what a wild way to finish it and uh yeah really proud to get that one done for, for roger and porsche and everybody there at a uh, tremendous day
3: your daytona 24 overall winner Dane Cameron joining us here in the Freak Nation. And, Dane, you talk about the anxieties that you go through as a driver not in the car. If if we had a camera on you, would you be pinched up in the corner like this or actually drive pretend driving in the car? What does Dane Cameron do when you're not on that last lap, last couple of laps to win that damn race?
10: Yeah, I was going back and forth between looking away and looking up, and you kind of check in, and, and you'd see, and you'd see it kind of go the wrong way in traffic and then you start having a bit of doubt and uh, tensing up that maybe it's slipping away and then you get a couple good breaks in traffic and then you think, okay, we're, we're all right. We have space, we're good. And then it kind of goes the other way. So it's, uh, it was, yeah, not, not very nice. And uh, yeah, pretty tense and pretty sweaty there in the corner watching that one unfold about about as sweaty as being inside the car. I'll tell you that way.
5: Dane Cameron, I'm interested in what was being relayed to, Felipe Nasser, how much was going on in the uh, pits there, in that uh, the, the, the pit side, I can't think of what they call it now, but how much was the, the sidelines telling uh, Nasser in the car, the distance to uh, uh, Tom Blomquist, the time in the race, what was being conveyed to Nasser? Yeah,
10: well, I couldn't even listen to it, to be honest. I was just... In there with the earplugs in, I didn't even want to hear what was happening. And uh, I think we had a we had a fuel number to hit there at the end. You know, we were both trying to get out in front of the others, so we were a little not short on fuel, but it was a little bit tight. So trying to manage this, trying to you know count down to the end. Uh, you kind of got to leave the guy to do his thing as well. Uh, raced against Felipe for a long time, so I knew he was uh you know he's pretty good under pressure in those types of situations. So uh, I was pretty confident in a way, but also our car seemed better suited to the colder conditions. And he just kept seeing it get hotter and hotter and hotter. And I was starting to worry it might slip away from us there right at the very end after being, you know, so good through the night and the early morning. So uh, yeah, we had Tim Sindrick on our car. So obviously hugely experienced and, uh, and not phased under the pressure of those types of deals. So he was giving uh, Felipe everything he needed to know to, uh, to keep
5: us going. And we all like to pat the driver on the back, but there's gotta be a lot of pats on the back of the pit crew that, people going over the wall. They got, uh, Bloomquist came into the pits leading the race and left in second place because of the work of the pit crew. For sure. We, uh, we
10: had a little advantage there in our, our spot in the pits that we were, you know, further towards pit out. So we could kind of wait for them to go and then kind of jump out in front of them. So that was what we tried to do to execute that to, to get that track position, to get Felipe control of the race there. Uh, so that worked to perfection. Obviously a huge pressure pit stop for our boys and girls there to, uh, to execute that one. They did a great job. I mean, we were really great in the pits all day. You know, we had a lot of reliability troubles last year with our cars, and all the Porsches ran really well. So, yeah, I mean, it was a, a definitely a total team effort day and, and about as perfect uh, run as I've ever had here in Daytona. So it was great to, to put that all together.
4: Hey, Dana, there was a great camera shot of you and Joseph and Matt when the checkered flag originally came out on, on the TV broadcast and even the broadcasters seemed to be confused if that was actually the end of the race or not, because it came out a little bit late and they took the shot of the three of you in the pits and you guys didn't seem to know that you had won. What was going on? What was going through your guys's mind there at that point where it seemed like there was some cu- confusion or not, whether or not the checkered flag had officially flown or not.
10: Yeah. Uh, a bit of a weird moment. For sure. Well, I was just watching it on TV and uh, the pits there and it you know, you're watching the timer go down Flip it just got a little bit of space. So we were kind of exhaling a little bit and then uh, we saw two laps to go. And the next time he comes by, it said checkered. And yeah, you've seen this every once in a while in sports car racing where sometimes it goes a little bit wrong. So we were all kind of just thinking, well, we saw two laps and there was however many minutes left before that. So surely there's one more. And then, uh, Uh, Kevin was down there from from NBC, and he said, "No, you guys won, and nobody else was doing anything." So we were all looking at each other, waiting for somebody, anybody to start with a real answer of what what actually happened. So it was a bit weird. I guess we missed it when he came by and actually won the race. But um, I guess in in another way, it was over one lap sooner than we uh, than we had thought. So yeah, a bit strange there. Not quite sure what all happened there. I wasn't listening to anybody because I was too anxious, but. yeah, everybody did a tremendous job and, and really proud of how that one worked out.
3: Dane Cameron and three other drivers of course, your Rolex 24 overall race winner with Penske and you talk about the crew. Had a brilliant conversation with a 10-year-old, my daughter, and she asked about drivers. She said, "How does a driver stay awake 24 hours?" I said, "Well, sweetheart, they have stints. There's usually three or four drivers." She goes, "Oh, okay." And I said, "But the pit crew That's a different animal. Tell me, how does the pit crew adjust to this 24 hours? Do you have uh, an A and a B and a C pit crew, or is it the same team that's there for 24 hours?
10: Yeah, I think for for most groups, it's just one group of guys. So um, super, super tough on the the team, these 24-hour events. Uh, And also keep in mind, you know, this race started 140 in the afternoon, but everyone's there probably 8 o'clock in the morning before that now the race is over and it's uh whatever almost 4 30 and they're still tearing down so it's a huge long day for these guys and um you'd be amazed at the places people can find sleep when they really need it in the middle of the night so and it was i think really tough in dpi days where we had really short like 30 minute stints. so now they're Mm -hmm. a little longer but yeah i mean it's really tough on them to be able to pop into action do a pit stop execute perfectly you know, and then they try to sort of sit down, get a little bit of rest. And then at a moment's notice, you know, it could be damage, puncture, whatever. They got to jump right back up into action and wake up, find all their gears. So, um, yeah, for sure it's an endurance race and it can be tough on the on the drivers to, to be mentally focused for as long as we are. But I think it's for sure a much bigger challenge for all the, the team personnel involved that, you know, that go through 36, 48 hours basically to, to be up from start to finish to, to make this deal work around the clock.
5: Dane Cameron, I want to go back to, uh, uh, the question asked earlier, was there ever any explanation made about that confusion at the end of the race? I'm, I was at the same place. Like what just happened?
10: No, we never, never at that point. We just moved straight into being happy that it was over and it, it had gone our way and it, it was won. So, uh, yeah, we weren't too worried about the details at that point of which one was the right one or whatever. We were just happy that it was over. We knew, um, We knew the Cadillac guys were were pretty strong and obviously traffic can play a big influence in how these races unfold. So uh, we weren't really, I wasn't interested in doing any more laps. That was for sure. I wanted that thing to be over as as soon as possible. So uh, yeah, not quite sure what happened there. If that was just uh, broadcasting or or whatever that was all about. But um, like I said, you see it every once in a while, um, you know, in some of these races, but uh, you know, luckily nothing silly unfolded at least as far as, uh, you know, the GTP race was concerned, I guess. So we'll take it. And, um, yeah, it's all, well, it's all well done by everybody at Porsche Penske.
3: How many beers will you have before, uh, midnight tonight?
10: Unknown. Unknown. <laughs> 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 yeah, Let's let's see. I got to get to Orlando at some point, but my wife is here. So I have a I have a driver. So we'll, we'll see. We'll definitely be, uh, soaking in this one for a while. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be, you know, I live by the workshop in, in North Carolina. So, Looking forward to seeing you know all the boys and girls in the in the workshop in Mooresville and uh, you know really soaking this one in. it's it's taken me a long time to win this race I've been doing yep. sports cars for for 15, 16 years and this is the, this is the first time I got this one done so I'm really uh, really appreciative to have it and, and really going to enjoy the moment for sure.
3: Well, Dan, we've been doing Speed Freaks for almost twenty four years. You've been coming to Freak Nation again. A, a lot of that fifteen. Uh, it is good to see a Rolex finally on your freaking wrist, man. Go go enjoy that watch or at least pretend that you've got it on right now and have some beers and let let your let your mama drive your butt home all right
10: (laughs) i appreciate it guys thanks very much
3: and freak nation 20 years ago this happened in motorsports that changed how we watch nascar and why we watch that's next speed freaks pits and the lucas hole studios and on mab tv
1: speed freaks motorsports radio redefined
6: tire delivers. For more than 30 years, Lucas Oil Products has been solving some of the most difficult mechanical problems in the automotive, marine and industrial industries. From our original Core 4 products, heavy-duty oil stabilizer, power steering, stop leak, transmission fix, and fuel treatment, we have now developed over 400 custom products to help solve some of the world's toughest mechanical issues. Go to lucasoil.com to see what we have in store for you. Lucas Oil, it works.
9: That's 800-760-1845.
3: Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. And Freak Nation, a great website to check out, is their website, lucasoil.com, where you can find a lot of products to keep your motorcycles, your speedboats, your trucks, your sports cars, all of them fat and happy, inside your engine, outside your engine, outside your car, inside your car. Bam. Go to lucasoil.com. We were going to hit this last week on the show. Didn't have time, but still relevant because of the NASCAR Cup season starting up. Uh, this weekend, well, the C, okay, the first race is the Clash coming up this weekend on Saturday and Sunday, which, by the way, Richard C. Suave will be out there covering it for Speed Freaks. But 20 years ago, last week, this happened in NASCAR. Well, what was it? It's where they announced the chase and the chase format. And Richie went deep into the freak archives and found this Speed Channel announcement with John Roberts at the desk. Uh, let us indulge for about 45 seconds with Speed Channel making the announcement of nascar going to a chase format 20 years ago
6: nascar laid out its plans for a 10 race season ending chase for the championship on the Nextel cup circuit and while many competitors have voiced strong opposition to the change nascar says just give the chase a chance Here's how it will work. After 26 races, the top 10 teams, plus those within 400 points of the leader, will be reassigned points. With the leader getting 5,050, second place will get five fewer, third 10 and so on and so on these teams will battle over the last 10 races of the season now even though each race winner gets a five point bonus many of nascar's top drivers say the system is unfair to the leader after 26 events and takes some teams out of the running others say it's a much-needed change
3: well and of course if you want to have um listen not a big fan of michael waltrip but michael waltrip waltrip was there at the press conference and you got to have a feed of or you got to have some video of Michael Waltrip. Of course, he's there snorkeling the fact that uh, they're going to this chase. Oh, Michael Waltrip here in the pregnancy. I guarantee you Mike
12: Helton or Brian France didn't just pop up out of bed one night and say, I had a great idea. I mean, that, that took a lot of studying. And uh, they've modeled it and flipped it and turned it and tried to make it not be favorable and couldn't do it. So um, I, I'm pretty
8: sure it's well thought out. And I'm really looking forward to it. I right, hope we didn't lose too many that?
3: viewers with that exact <laughs> stat, man. What did he say? There's your mouthpiece. Twenty years ago, stat man, for the NASCAR Cup Series, buddy.
5: Yeah, that it, it's even changed two or three times since then. They it's okay. rubber rules, and they uh, make it fit whatever they need to at the time. You know, the old used to report to the red truck. Now they report to the red rules. I. Trying to
3: rack my brain again, I can't remember what I did about 30 minutes ago, frankly, Freak Nation. But with us doing Speed Freaks 20, almost 24 years coming up in June, there have been some changes in NASCAR that really riled up the fan base of NASCAR. One thing that comes to mind was when Toyota was making their way into NASCAR. And that was the NASCAR Nation went Full bore into hatred for Toyota. What are you doing bringing in this foreigner manufacturing? Well, uh, okay. Don't hear you bitching the moaning anymore about this thing as you're driving your Prius. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was this with the with the chase format. Man, people were in an uproar, but prior to that, some of the same people were griping the fact that your NASCAR cup champions were running away with it with three or four races to go. In fact, Richie, we talked about this off mic about it was Matt. Remember Matt Kenseth Mm -hmm. the year prior to this, how he won the championship.
4: Yeah, exactly. Matt Kenseth only won one race in 2003, one race out of 36. He won that championship by 90 points. The guy who had the most wins that season was Ryan Newman. He won eight, races that year and he finished 300 points back of the eventual champion Matt Kenseth and that's wow. what that's what pretty much instituted the changes because people were an upward that wait a minute how can you win basically a, th- a quarter of the races in mm-hmm. one single season eight with Ryan Newman and not win the championship and Matt Kenseth only had one win and uh, I think he had like 30 top five or something like that it was ridiculous like that but then boom the chase happens the next year
3: Brian France, remember that guy? Mike Helton? Well, you certainly remember that guy. The post announcement press conference. Of course they both had to speak.
12: Well what's gonna happen is is we're gonna create more interest.
3: Oh my goodness. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Brian France, and Michael. Well, what's
12: going to happen is, is we're going to create more interest. We're going to make racing even better than it is, and we're really excited about this plan because what it really does is it allows more drivers late in the year to have a shot at the championship.
6: What we want to have, and certainly in the Nextel Cup Series, is that excitement that we had in the trucks and the Bush Series this year every year, and we think this format does it.
5: Nextel Cup, that says... That rattles against the wall. That's hell, cup. And I'm curious
3: if it's it's just an afterthought now. And we make the comparison, rightly, or unjustly so, justly unjustly, so, to IndyCar, where IndyCar doesn't need a chase format. It it seems to come down to th- two, three, maybe four drivers. The last race of the season. Shoot, we were watching the Daytona 24-hour. Statman, Suave, and two laps to go. You got a cup. You got two in a 24-hour race. You don't know who your winner's going to be in the top class, and the other classes were competitive as hell so as well. 24 hours straight on a course, and they don't have any any form of chase format in the Daytona 24. But I'm, but I, I, it's like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, Richie. Statman. I don't gripe about the chase format right now. In fact, it took me 15 years to figure the damn thing out because they kept changing it and having to continue to do my research on really what the hell they're doing and how they get it. Why not? Th- but they've got it. And the popularity, granted, Brian France is nowhere to be seen. Mike Helton is nowhere to be seen. Phelps and company are in there doing their best to continue to grow this series. Ah, I'm in they're trying to... Hill. Oh, you're going to gripe about Pitbull performing Sunday afternoon at the Clash? I'm sure you are. Same dude was bitching about Toyota coming into the class. The same guy that was griping the fact that they went to a chase format the year after Mike, Mike Matt Kenseth won the championship with one race win. So settle down, Skipjack. I yeah. know where I'm going with it. We're going to touch on it with IndyCar next hour, Stat. Sorry, go ahead.
5: No, you've got, uh, we ought to have the weekly uh, Kenny rant. I mean, that's <laughs> in last week, I forget what you were ranting about, but you were raving and going on. But I have to agree with you that IndyCar, uh, in the last race of the year, on several occasions, it's better somebody passing someone at the last minute for the championship. Uh, and that's back in the field, not at the front of the line. Uh, Lewis Hamilton's first Formula One championship was because he passed somebody one turn from the end of the race so yes uh to manufacture manufacturing drama is not my main thing in any sort of competition but uh, a lot of people work uh, for it uh, and appreciate it in nascar so fine it's all about the fans the audience
3: richie again the residential millennial who over the last 10 years has really grown into a motorsports fiend that's all you know. You, you just know this chase format, and yeah. it probably doesn't even come up in your mind that it was a significant change for Cup Series.
4: Actually, the first year I really started watching NASCAR more intently as a fan was 2004, and it was because they switched from Winston Cup to, to Nextel Cup at the time. And that's what got me into the sport. And so that's when I became a fan is basically right at this time. There was also a video game that came out around the same time called uh, Chase for the Cup. And I played that game quite a bit. And so that's why I became a fan is because of this change that NASCAR made. And so it's pretty much, like I said, all I know is this this format. And I think it's worked out pretty well in the last last 20 years. And uh, fans fans seem to like it. I don't think anybody wants to go back. I don't want to go back to – the olden times of having a guy who won no races win a championship. That's no fun. The
3: olden times.
4: Yeah.
5: Yeah. I, I heard that. I just let that lay there on the table. The millennial throws it out there and talks about our past, he as being old. <laughs> hey,
3: they've had so much success with it that the NHRA adopted it and they're having success of their own where that last race at Pomona for the NHRA, we are glued uh, to that race and typically it'll come down for at least one of the pro classes it'll come down to that last final race of that particular class to win the freaking championship so say what you Can will you about- imagine
4: if formula one ever did this and they haven't won a championship in like their last three races or whatever Ugh. oh those european fans baby <laughs>
3: well why are you doing americanizing it man Statman, suave Crasher with the night off kenny Sargent here for you it's called The Life and Brown. It's going to be badass on MAV-TV this week. That's next. Beatrix Pitch, Lucas Oil Studios, MAV-TV.
1: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
8: Keeping your pride and joy perfect is as easy as one, two, three. Start with Slick Mist Speed Wax. Simply mist on and wipe off for a professional detail or shine. For your tires and trim, there's Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Spray on and wipe off for better than new look. Then finish her with Lucas Slick Mist Interior Detailer. Just spray and wipe. Easy. Use Lucas Slick Mist Car Care products and she'll never look better. Fast, easy, and professional. Really, it's sort of like having an extra set of hands. Or three.
7: Tire delivers. The NASCAR Cup Series returns to Worldwide Technology Raceway on June 1st and 2nd, 2024. The time to get your tickets is now. No! Ah! For only $10 down, you can lock in your seats for an incredible weekend of family fun featuring the Enjoy Illinois 300 and the Confluence Music Festival. It all adds up to one amazing party. Go to WWTRaceway.com for the hottest ticket of the year.
6: The weekend racing is over, or is it? Not on MAV-TV. Monday is All-American Racing Night on the network which never leaves the track. Sit back and enjoy grassroots red, white, and blue racing from America's most iconic tracks. Whether it's the precise lines of Adrian ovals or the door-banging action of the dirt, MAV-TV's Monday Night lineup will bring you all the action from this country's legendary four-wheel battlegrounds. Monday Night is All-American Racing, only on MAV-TV Motorsports Network
0: as your power steering pump ages seal leaks may occur causing the power steering system to lose fluid your power steering system may also develop an annoying squeal and the steering may become more difficult to handle by using lucas power steering stop leak you will stop the seal leaks reduce slack in rack and pinion eliminate the squeals in hard spots in your power steering system it is guaranteed to stop seal leaks or your money back lucas power steering stop leak it works
3: Freak Nation, head to your local General Tire dealership now to check out the latest additions to their product lineup. The Grabber family of tires are engineered for durability and feature innovative performance features that offer all-terrain capability, blending exceptional off-road durability and impressive on-road performance, all while sporting aggressive style. For outstanding off-road performance coupled with strong street manners, look no further than General Tire. General Tire delivers for whatever you do and the official tire of Speed Freaks since 2001.
6: A healthy weight, more energy, and smooth, regular bowel movements. Three things everyone strives for. It's me, Chuck Norris. There's one really important thing we don't talk about enough. Our health, achy joints, digestive issues, weight gain, and fatigue. We're told these are normal
12: signs of aging. So working with a team of health experts, we came up with Morning Kick.
8: Morning Kick
6: is a revolutionary formula combining 10 different supplements in one. Probiotics that help you lose weight, prebiotics for digestion, superfoods for muscles and joints, and several of the most powerful Powerful anti aging supplements on earth. It'll help you feel youthful, energized, focused, and help manage stress. Anybody can achieve great health regardless of their age. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com. Use code FIT or text FIT to 511 511 and claim 40% off today. Every purchase comes with our 90 day money back guarantee. Text bit to 511 511. Morning kick.
13: These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tax fees may apply. You're
1: listening to-
6: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
3: Freak Nation, coming up June of this year, it'll be 24 years of the Freak Nation. One little radio station in Los Angeles to over 100, including SiriusXM and every audio app that you can imagine. And of course, now on MAV-TV, Antron Brown, three-time NHRA. Top Fuel Champion joining us here in the Freak Nation. may not talk a whole lot of racing. We will talk a lot about how you can get to know Antron Brown coming up February 1st, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on MAV TV. It's called The Life, where they go inside the life of Antron Brown. And frankly, Antron, after watching some of this doc or, or insight to your life, there's a lot about you that I didn't know that I thought I know. Was it was it odd for you to be so exposed uh, in this Documentary.
14: Okay, it was it wasn't odd to be exposed. Like, you know, we're exposed every day of our life at the racetrack. It was just cool for them to bring out a side that people don't get to see. You know what I mean? Basically, from me from a kid, my whole childhood with my uncle, my dad, my grandpa, and our whole family, background history and racing to see to where we're at now and how I developed to become who I am. And uh and uh, it's it's a 30-minute segment, man. It was so much to cram into 30 minutes. It's one of those deals where I could see off that show, I'm like, man, this is going to end up turning into one of those series that people are going to see, they want to see everything. And uh, it it really shocked me the way it came out. I mean, I was very, very pleased on the job they did. And it was uh, very heartwarming, touching, and uh, is in depth where it left me wanting to know more about myself.
2: Oh, really? <laughs> Well, how much of the two wheel action, whether it's motocross or drag racing, do we get in these thirty minutes? And then, how much of outside of the top fuel cockpit do we get? You got a little, you got a little bit of
14: everything. That that was the that's the whole part is that you got to remember. I have a like literally my life in racing has been over twenty six years. Like it's been more than that, but that twenty six years just in my professional career. So we went back from where it started from the motocross days where they showed a couple mm-hmm. clips footages and stuff like that they didn't show of the video clips wish they did but uh it was cool to see those old school pictures back in the day and then go into the drag racing deal and then jump right from drag racing into top fuel so seeing all that on how it just all came together you're like wow wow like this is a road this cat went down yeah like he, he didn't stop here he didn't stop there he just he kept one foot over the other and he made it to the top of one mountain, and he already started up the base of another one, just kept climbing. And uh, that's what I'm doing. It's like, I, I don't know how many mountains I have not climbing on top of, man, but this has got to be like the 100th one, and I'm still going and cl- clicking
2: them down. <laughs> you got 100 more to go. It's all good. It's all good. Now, we're talking about the life on MAV-TV with Antron Brown. That's February 1st, 8 p.m. Eastern, when you can see what we are talking about right now was there ever a time antron that you said guys you can't you can't come follow me here
14: the the crazy part was is i went through some time for 30 minute clips i felt i filmed with with these guys and girls for like it was days it wasn't like oh we had three sessions no it was like days and days and days to get 30 minute of content they got some stuff that they could they could really do some stuff with and uh and I was like, oh, there they go. Hey, Andrew, you got a minute? Oh, yeah, here you go. Here you go. So every long stop of the way while I'm running for a championship this year, uh, they were every every leak of bound, like things where they caught you at the highs of highs and the lows of lows. And uh, but that's the way life is, is that's the way everybody's life is. And I think that's what's gonna make this show so special for people to resonate and it'll give them a little idea it's like, hey, he's just like me. I, I do the same things, but he, he does this different. Or he might be, I, I do it just like that. You know what I mean? So I think that's what's going to be the cool part about this show, where I was vulnerable at a lot of different deals and a lot of people that's on the show, you're going to see their vulnerabilities where their emotions are high, uh, where they're heartfelt, they're scared, they're excited. You're going to see, every, I mean, anything that you could think in real life drama, you're going to see it, and it's and it's not – man-made is not like fictional created this is like real life and uh you know i saw it, i was like man wow whoa some of this stuff scared me and that's the stuff that i lived through you know what i mean so i was like man i did come back from it. i remember that oh like when you see all this stuff and you see the way my family responds to it and the people around me and uh and the way you touch people you know what i mean and, and uh and our like my old partner crime like Angel oh, was in there you see how she gets emotional about it too and and uh, you see Ted in there like my our guy here at the race shop you see Brad my team manager I never knew Brad I said Brad man you're actually good for TV man you look cool calm man And my wife, you know she, she, I, I was like I say we need to have a housewives of drag racing
12: oh baby
5: oh
2: baby, <laughs> oh, baby. wow <laughs>
5: Were you surprised at hearing yourself reveal things about yourself that you'd never done before? Once it's out there on the table, it's out there on the table, and you have to live with it.
14: Stat, man, let me tell you something, man. Is uh, My life always has been an open book, and sometimes, you know, I've been part of this freak nation for a lot of years, and I have let stuff slip. On your show that i should not have let slip you know uh, kenny does a good job of that <laughs> yes, he yes, he and, uh, yes he does i'm like ah oh, doggy kenny you got me again you got me mm-hmm. you got me but uh but the thing about this is that i think it's refreshing where i'm able to just do me and be myself in this deal like i'm not putting on a show like that's one thing you guys know about me I'm like this every day. This ain't me putting on a show cracking jokes. I, You saw at the PRI show, we see each other at SEMA show, wherever shows we're at, there's AB. AB doesn't change. So um, I'm an open book and uh, I just like to have fun with everything I do. And this right here was just a deal where the can was open but now I got to pour it all out. Mm. So people could see every side of me, the business side of me everybody knew the racer side of me and the professional on tv but they get to see me in my everyday life
2: well who's going to be swimming away from you at the pro race in Bradenton oh my gosh are the drivers excited about what you guys have put together money is on the line big money baby who's going to be swimming after you
14: I tell you what they better get on because we're coming we coming we're going to swing for the fences and We're going to be there testing for three days prior to the event. So hopefully the weather holds out where we could put a good event on. And uh, we're excited about it. I'm very, very excited about it. Man, the tension's all high. And people are talking junk because they could
1: talk Mm -hmm. junk.
2: One thing I love is Greg Anderson had an amazing quote. And I don't have it in front of me right now. But he said something like, how much he's looking forward to this Bradenton money race, how it's going to break up the monotony of what you guys are used to and how it's just something that's fresh. And like whether it's concerts that are going to be there or the the chip system that you're going to use for who goes against who at every round. He's so excited about it because how it's just something different and maybe something can translate into NHRA speak did, down the road in the future.
14: Well, absolutely, and, th- and this is a this is a race just to bring some more excitement because Gainesville is going to be a couple weeks after that, like three weeks after that, and we're just trying to draw more people in and also to to put some more stuff out there that people have never seen before. Like in the nitro categories, if you don't make the, the top eight to race for the big money race, you're going to still race for some money because we're going to have a funny car top fuel shootout race where funny cars race against top fuel cars. So when you're looking at that there, that's going to be a whole different narrative. And then you're going and you're going to see everybody running at their best, having a good time. And actually, the cool part is, is that our sport is on demand. Like literally, like people want to see us all over the place. And then we never get to go to South Florida. So we get to go to Gainesville, but it's five hours from Miami. We're going to be in Braden, Florida, where we're only a tick away. So we could draw some of those Southern Florida natives up there to come see what we do and to expose them to what we do and bring some excitement down there. And uh, and it's just gonna be a win for everybody. And uh pros.cars excited. We have some we have the uh invitational sportsman cars coming. So basically it's an invitational, it's gonna be the baddest, baddest drag racers on the planet
3: are showing up. Freak Nation coming up Thursday, February 1st, 8 o'clock on Mav TV. You don't want to miss this one. The life of Antron Brown. Again, on MAV-TV, Antron, 2024 season is here. Good luck coming up in February in that big old show down there in Bradenton. It's going to be badass, my friend. Uh, It's always fantastic when we can spend a few minutes with you, buddy.
14: Well, I appreciate you, Kenny. It's always a pleasure being on the Spree Freaks with the Freaks Nation. Hey, man, to stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of stuff coming out, and I'm just excited with this In the Life show coming out on MAV-TV. You don't want to miss it, and we want to see everybody at the Freak Nation at some NHRA mission food
3: drag races this year. Coming up in the second hour, Freak Nation, the only woman from the United States of America to do this in the Dakar rally. She'll be here, and some say the greatest two-wheel pilot ever. He'll be here in the second hour. It's coming up, Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Hole Studios, and on MAV-TV.
1: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio Redefined.
3: You take car maintenance
0: seriously and you want to pass on that legacy of care. Use Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer to shield your engine from excessive heat, debris, and friction. Trust Lucas Oil. It works. The NASCAR
7: Cup Series returns to Worldwide Technology Raceway on June 1st and 2nd, 2024. The time to get your tickets is now.
0: Let's go! Yeah!
7: For only $10 down, you can lock in your seats for an incredible weekend of family fun. Featuring the Enjoy Illinois 300 and the Confluence Music Festival. It all adds up to one amazing party. Go to WWTRaceway.com for the hottest ticket of the year.
6: The weekend racing is over, or is it? Not on Math tv Monday is All-American Racing Night on the network which never leaps the track. Sit back and enjoy grassroots red, white, and blue racing from America's most iconic tracks. Whether it's the precise lines of pavement ovals or the door-banging action of the dirt, Math tvs Monday Night lineup will bring you all the action from this country's legendary four-wheel battlegrounds. Monday Night is All-American Racing, only on Math tv
9: It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647.
3: Man. Hey, man, I'm liking the second hour, Freak Nation. In the next 60 minutes, you are going to see the only woman to win a stage, excuse me, the only U.S. woman from the United States of America, win a stage of the Dakar Rally. Sarah Price will be here in the Freak Nation. Also, Kyle Peters, your Arena Cross points leader, four-time champion. And a lot of folks say he is the best Arena Cross driver ever. He's going to be here in the Freak Nation. And Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen, celebrated 69 years. He would have celebrated his 69th birthday uh, a few days ago. I interviewed Van Halen back in 1998, one of numerous times I had a chance to sit down with Van Halen. Uh, we're going to see some of that coming up this hour. And uh, one of the most discon—well, disappointing stories of my career and Statman's career, okay, collectively, uh, that goes along with Van Halen. That's all coming up here
5: in the second hour. It Thank might be the wrong D word. It's not disappointing. It's dumbest. <laughs> yes. So I'm
3: looking forward to this second hour, Freak Nation. We are on MAV-TV. We're on the Freak Radio Network Facebook pages. Across the planet, YouTube, thank you guys for hanging out. Be sure to log on to our YouTube page throughout the week to see the full length of some of these interviews at official Speed Freaks. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Again, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're there for you, man. You can't escape the Freak Nation. And again, uh, 100-plus radio stations, including SiriusXM, across the planet. Dane Cameron joined us last hour. He is a part of the Pinsky team that won the overall for the Daytona 24-hour. He joined us last hour. And the reason I bring that up was we know that Roger Pinsky, of course, owns uh, the IndyCar Series. Indianapolis Motor Speedway has won himself hundreds of races in the IndyCar Series and Indy 500 champions, so forth, so on. In fact, his driver last year, 2023 Indy 500 champion, Joseph Newgarden, won the Rolex this past weekend and, of course, won the Indy 500 last year. But I bring this up. Statman, you brought this you you brought this to our attention several weeks ago and now we finally get a chance to talk about this. NBC is the home for a plethora of motorsports and sports, but motorsports in particular, NASCAR, Supercross, IndyCar. You saw their coverage with the Daytona 24 Hour. But go to a four, go to a three shot there, Richie, as we said at the top of the show, Crasher uh, unable to make it for this show. She'll be back next week. Richard C. Suave sitting in her seat, having to fill the, the big shoes there, Big Daddy. Nice job for the first hour. But we saw this l- this week. Statman brought this up. If you look at what's happening here, let's throw a three shot, bang. Follow me here. This is the cover of NBC Sports uh, cover page, okay? Up top, you see All Sports, you see PFT, Golf Channel. Okay, that's great. But let's say you go look for the NASCAR page. All right, you go to All Sports, bang, you see NASCAR right there, but you don't see IndyCar. But this is the home for IndyCar. Oh, they're going to be underneath Motorsport. No. Yes, they're going to be covering the Rolex 24 and Supercross because that's the two series that are going off right now. But there's no mention of IndyCar. And I get it, the IndyCar season hasn't lit up yet. But just the fact that there's not a tab for IndyCar, this on the heels of what happened last week where this all-star, what do they call the race, Richie?
4: The All-Star Challenge.
3: Yes, mm-hmm. in thermal... California where a million dollar purse where it came out that they're going to charge $2,000 plus an $80 fee where you could go see this special all-star IndyCar race, $2,000. Now last week they dumped some of those down to 500 bucks. Uh, Statman was on it first uh, complaining about putting this wall behind the gates, and some saw armed guards there, you know, guards in front of this multi million dollar housing community. Uh, but we weren't the only ones. A lot of people jumped on it and were disappointed that the Indy, IndyCar is doing this. And now they take the prices down to 500 bucks for those who were a part of the EMID. Yes, they got them, evidently. I don't know how they're doing. And then, of course, we have this issue with the NBC Sports website where you can't find an
5: IndyCar tab. That man. That's pretty. It, it's pretty insane. Uh, there was a headline from IndyCar in today's Rolex, and then Joseph Newgarden. I think it's a two-time champion, that uh, last year's Indy 500 winner, and uh, so there is a headline. He was in the winning car, so there is a headline attached to the Rolex 24. But if you wanted to go to the NBCSports.com website, you're going to find. Rugby, dog show, uh, golf, figure skating—you're uh, going to find all of that, uh, but no IndyCar. You got to go to another level of motors, and you got to hunt around to find out something that's a, a significant headline. An American driver who won the, the defending champion of the Indy 500 uh, won today's Rolex. Uh, helped Roger Penske. Uh, get to uh, his first win at the Rolex in 55 years, mm-hmm. and you're not going to find it. you have to drill and search for the story on the NBCSports.com website. Richie, why don't you see it?
4: That's a that's a great question. I don't I don't understand that at all. If you're paying a decent amount of money, like NBC is for all these motorsports series, you'd think that the ones that you own the rights to would want to get more love from your tv affiliate and i believe indycar is coming up for a, a tv contract in the very near future as well just like nascar has right starting next year so it's very, very very strange and as far as the thermal club thing only 100 of those discounted tickets were available and they were only to the indycar nation memberships and you have to pay at least at least 39 a year to be able to get into this membership it goes from about 39 dollars all the way up to for adults just to be able to maybe get the email to afford the $500 tickets that were only up to about a hundred people. As far as I know, and I, as far as I know, I haven't seen if those have just sold out yet or not at the $500 level. You know,
5: this continues. This actually irritates me because they make all these noises about finding young people to take part in motorsports, mm-hmm. to learn about motorsports, to become the new fans of the next generation, while my generation has fallen off the back of the grandstand. But they're doing everything they can to block everything. What, what kid, what high school-age kid has got $39 to spare to be a part of the IndyCar Nation? $139 to spare, $500 to spare. $2,000 to spare. Uh, who's going to take the time to find their way through an armed guard at a gate in uh, the desert in Southern California? I mean, it just it just doesn't make sense. They're asking for uh, people to be a part of it, and they're doing nothing to make it possible.
3: Now, I'm probably going to step in it here, aggravate some folks with this comment, but rock stars do it. I know that some rock stars, whether it was Pearl Jam or Bruce Springsteen or others have, who've tried to curtail scalpers coming in to where some of the lower-income fans could buy tickets. But at the same time, I understand it's one time for every two or three years when these rock stars come through, and there are you know numerous IndyCar races. But you could buy VIP packages to go hang with uh, Sammy Hagar, to go hang with Skinner, to go hang with Lincoln Park. Excuse me, not Lincoln Park. I mean, uh, One Republic. But I don't hear a lot of people bitching and mourning about that. Well, we are. It's because maybe it's Statman that we're just, we're so close to IndyCar that we're trying to give out that vibe that we hear you, IndyCar Nation. Those of you that are griping about you can't go see a race unless you got two grand to uh, fork
5: over to get behind the walls. Yeah, and that's not the only issue here when you talk about rock stars for example they've got all sorts of ways that you could watch what they're doing through mtv through uh uh uh, mtv2 whatever it's called vh1 through uh radio through sirius through all sorts of things where they could listen to the music they could buy the rock star song for a dollar 29 they could do all all they want to do to be a part of that uh, person's world. They could uh, s- just sign a thing to join up for their fan get fan mail, email from them. They could, there's all sorts of things that they could do to keep track of who that person is. But if you want to follow Joseph Newgarden or Scott Dixon or uh, Pato Award or Alex Palou, you want to find out what they're doing. You don't have it. A special channel to go through you have to write in to be a part of their world
3: what do you think freak nation speed freaks on twitter instagram facebook let's hear from you man coming up next the only woman from the united states of america to win a dakar stage I had to think about it real quick her name is sarah price she is badass she joins us next speed freaks pits and the lucas old studios
1: Motorsports Radio, redefined.
0: One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works.
6: tire delivers. The weekend racing is over, or is it? Not on MAV-TV. Monday is All-American Racing Night on the network which never leaves the track. Sit back and enjoy grassroots red, white, and blue racing from America's most iconic tracks. Whether it's the precise lines of pavement ovals or the door-banging action of the dirt, MAV-TV's Monday Night lineup will bring you all the action from this country's legendary four-wheel battlegrounds. Monday Night is All-American Racing, only on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network.
7: The NASCAR Cup Series returns to Worldwide Technology Raceway on June 1st and 2nd, 2024. The time to get your tickets is now.
0: Let's go! No! No!
7: For only ten dollars down, you can lock in your seats for an incredible weekend of family fun, featuring the Enjoy Illinois 300 and the Confluence Music Festival. It all adds up to one amazing party. Go to wwtraceway.com for the hottest ticket of the year.
8: There's a price war in the insurance business and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half million dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866-549-TERM, 866-549-TERM. 866-549-T-E-R-M. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish authorized retailer
9: now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers for- Required credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e pay. Restrictions apply. Call for
6: details. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
3: Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios, almost 24 years of doing Speed Freaks. The Freak Radio Network, and of course, now on MAV-TV. You saw the car coverage on MAV-TV, and we've been chasing this girl Winner from Dakar, Sarah Price, for quite a while. And it it started prior to winning a stage in the Dakar rally in the T4 class. She joins us now here in the Freak Nation. And so many things we want to talk about, Sarah. But if you could give me an inclination of when this Jones of getting a Dakar rally started, I don't need the full 10-minute version because the money it takes to run in Dakar, even in a class like T4, is bonkers. Where did this start for you?
16: Uh, so since 2015, I've been trying to get to the Dakar Rally. I've had an amazing career on two wheels and then transferred into four wheels. And I've raced all sorts of different disciplines, as well as getting other opportunities within that time. So from 2015, you know, until now, I've had a lot of different opportunities. But um, this year, you know, I finally said I, I've been trying to get to Dakar. I've been trying to find that one sponsor to really, like, step up and help me get there but it just wasn't happening. And so I finally was like, you know what? I, I've, I'm have i gonna spend my own money. I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna put all the eggs in one basket, take that leap of faith for myself and uh, I'm going because it's my, my dream to make it to Dakar Rally. That's the top, the pinnacle of off-road racing for me. And we did it and uh, beyond proud. It was, uh, it's crazy. Uh,
3: hey Price, honestly. hold on a second, listen, listen that's a half a million dollars how many people have a half a million dollars to go grab and throw it to a race that frankly i don't know what the return of investment is
16: (laughs) so i actually had some amazing sponsors that did step up um a lot of them so i got about half of it funded the rest of it i've been working hard in the stunt world and also in uh businesses so I owned an auto paint touch-up business at one time and i sold that this last year um, in order to help fund this as well and i've made some good i guess financial decisions over the years um to to make myself you know feel comfortable and set up to this this spot in my life in order to make this chance so i uh, i always say you know you can make money and you can figure that out later um as long mm-hmm. as you have the will the drive and you want to make it happen you can I honestly could just knock on people's doorsteps and just be like, hey, you you need your dog poop cleaned up today? Cool, give me 20 bucks. And I'll just keep going door (laughs) to door. So I know I'll be okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And all the dog poop bag companies are now coming to you now that you just made that reference.
16: But most importantly, it's as simple as that. It's like, you know, if there's a will, there's a way.
2: (laughs) I just don't understand this, though, because you are an X Games medalist you are, well, now you are the first American woman to ever win a stage at Dakar, the third woman in the world altogether to do so. But you were also the first female winner for Chip Ganassi Racing. Everybody knows Chip Ganassi from either NASCAR or IndyCar or sports cars. That guy's won a ton and you're on that winner's list for him. How come sponsors aren't chomping at the bit to get behind you. You're young, you're good looking, you've got a vibrant personality and you're damn good behind the wheel.
16: Oh, thank you. You know, it's kind of, I'm not totally sure. I think because Dakar is still so foreign to a lot of Americans, you know, I think uh, since Americans are now having more of a presence over there, there's not so much of a gap, but I think we still have that little bit of a gap. And so it's kind of just being familiar with what it takes being familiar with what Dakar is and how tough it really is because there is nothing tougher than the Dakar rally and off-road motorsports like you know hands down you know I experienced it myself I, I it's it's wild and the strategy behind it and you know I think about that every day off-road racing I think in general as a whole we are behind when it comes to sponsorship and when it comes to um you know, companies and OEMs involved in a big way. And it, it needs to get more like that. You know, I'd like to see OEMs have factory teams in the side-by-side class and kind of, you know, start the the battle of the factories and the OEMs. But uh, for some reason, you know, off-road racing's always been a little bit behind on the sponsorship side. Um, and the, the ROI is there, especially with the dark Dakar rally. So hopefully we see a change in this and hopefully I can be the difference. And, you know, I'm transparent talking to you guys about it. And I think that's what it takes.
5: You've talked about being a, a rally driver and competing in rally events. It's the Dakar rally. The only one If you run in American rallies, European rallies, the world rally championship or is it just off-road?
16: Uh, mainly off-road in America. We don't have true rally raid where you're using the navigation like we do in the Dakar, um, but we race like Sonora Rally. That's the closest thing we have in our continent. Um, and then there's other rallies. So like the rally I should did in 2015 uh, with my best friend, Erica, and that was in Africa. That was a navigational based rally. And then, um, you know, like hill climbs and, and kind of rallies like that. But uh, other than that, it's been just uh, American off road or Baja, where, you know, it's long, fast uh, races.
5: A lot of off road guys are either short course in a stadium or just sprint from one place to the next going down to the Baja. But you're talking about something that's far beyond that, the navigational. Looking at the stars for crying out loud to figure out where you're going, and not reading uh, tulips on a map or a GPS. Good for you. Uh, what gets you? What got you into this? That's very uh, esoteric.
16: Yeah, I. Uh, if if you meet anyone who really knows me, they're like, oh man, when Sarah sets her mind to something, it's kind of like she's unstoppable. Like I call it this this flip of a switch I have. Like, if I was racing, and my arm was falling off, I'd still finish because I was so determined. And so I, I like to push myself. I, I like to know I can do it, and I want to be responsible for it. So, like, for instance, in 2019, when um, I, Iron Woman, the Baja 1000, and we ended up winning the championship, we, you know, everyone was like, you're crazy, like, you're first in points. Why are you going to do that? You're going to get tired. You're going to make a bunch of mistakes, and you're going to lose your championship. And we potentially had the championship to win the overall score in a national championship as well. And I was like, because I want to know that if I lose this race and I lose that championship, it's me driving and it happens to me and it's, mm-hmm. I'm the one responsible for losing this cause I put so much work into it. Um, it's the same thing, you know, going into the Dakar rally, it's putting that just in your head, like I'm doing it, I'm going to do everything I can to be as prepared as possible and have confidence in that. And, uh, I have no idea what's coming my way. I did not know what was going to be happening, but the Dakar rally was the unknowns, and I was prepared as possible. So we, uh, we gave it our all.
3: Now, some of the funny questions I'd like to ask are sometimes personal. Well, they're always personal. That's just who we are. We didn't survive the freaking barrage of 24 years not asking personal questions. But when it comes to hygiene in the Dakar rally,
2: Really? What? uh, I have some
3: stories, but I don't know if you
16: guys need to hear these. Some
3: of these. Price, come on, man. We're called speed freaks, and we are freaks. That's just what we do here. Uh, Statman was raised by sisters. My daughter's 10 years old. Crasher has been a prominent force in motorsports for 24 years. My mom and sister are two of the strongest women I've ever met. I don't get embarrassed. I'm just Perfect. fascinated on how badass women are. So tell me, how was the hygiene in the Dakar?
16: <laughs> it honestly, uh, for myself, it wasn't bad. And Ricky actually makes fun of me because he's like, "How in the hell do you have time to like still have skincare routine in that car?" And I was like, you know, I kind of went off the the wagon a little bit, but I still like take care of myself. And so I'm really big on like the moisturizers because I hate the feeling of like your skin just feeling dirty and like not like too like stuck. Yeah. and so um yeah no that was pretty good all that but the going to the bathroom thing i'm like i'm just a baja where it's like sometimes i just have to pee myself in the truck right it just is what yep. it is you're a female racing long hours and so i always put diaper cream on usually have to pee myself in the truck if you're going to be in the truck for 20 hours but in Dakar, we have fuel stops, we have start to stops. And so you're always stopping at these positions. So you pretty much can like take a quick pee break and the guys have it a lot easier. And I'm in Saudi Arabia trying to find a spot and there's times mm-hmm. my cheeks are just hanging out and I'm like, well, whatever at this point, because I gotta go, I gotta go racing. And it is what it is. But for the 48 hour chrono, that was quite, uh, for me, this is like something I tell my friends and I'll just tell you guys now, it's quite quite gnarly, but not really um so we pitch our tents and we sleep out uh right by our car on the 48 hour chrono so they provide us that whenever you get to your certain stop we stopped at uh the pit c basically so there was seven of them you could choose from but a and d shared the same one so that was like a really major one for um the people who made it to a or the people who made it a little further than me to d and so I was sitting there, and in the morning, like, me and my navigator, Jeremy, we're we're just like, okay, the dirt bikes are on one side. You have the cars on the other side of this little bivouac they set up with the fire in the middle, and in the morning, I just look over, and there's a dirt bike guy right in the middle of the bivouac just taking a squat, and I'm just like, I'm like, <laughs> this guy does not care whatsoever. And then he's just like, my navigator's like, man, that's some dominance right there. He is marking his territory right in front of everyone.
3: Again, Freak Nation, Sarah Price, the first American woman ever to win a Dakar stage in the T4 class, to ever win a stage, and she did it in the T4 class. Thank you very much for doing this with us. Thank you. And coming up next, Freak Nation, you watch Arena Cross right here on MAB TV. Well, the guy running roughshod over every freaking Arena Cross driver, your four time champion and your points leader, Kyle Peters, next. Speak Freak Spitz, Lucas Hole Studios, and on MAB TV.
6: tire delivers. For more than 30 years, Lucas Oil Products has been solving some of the most difficult mechanical problems in the automotive, marine, and industrial industries. From our original core four products, heavy-duty oil stabilizer, power steering, stop leak, transmission fix, and fuel treatment, we have now developed over 400 custom products to help solve some of the world's toughest mechanical issues. Go to lucasoil.com to see what we have in store for you. Lucas Oil. It works.
7: The NASCAR Cup Series returns to Worldwide Technology Raceway on June 1st and 2nd, 2024. The time to get your tickets is now.
0: Ah!
7: For only $10 down, you can lock in your seats for an incredible weekend of family fun featuring the Enjoy Illinois 300 and the Confluence Music Festival. It all adds up to one amazing party. Go to www.raceway.com for the hottest ticket of the
6: year. The weekend racing is over, or is it? Not on MAV-TV. Monday is All-American Racing Night on the network which never leaves the track. Sit back and enjoy grassroots red, white, and blue racing from America's most iconic tracks. Whether it's the precise lines of pavement ovals or the door-banging action of the dirt, MAV-TV's Monday Night lineup will bring you all the action from this country's legendary four-wheel battlegrounds. Monday Night is All-American Racing, only on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network.
8: There's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half-million-dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866-549-TERM, 866-549-TERM, 866-549-TERM.
6: If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare,
1: Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book
6: yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Turn your book idea into publishing
9: gold. 800-215-6818. 800-215-6818. That's 800-215-6818
8: do you owe the irs ten thousand dollars or more in back taxes are you being audited or investigated has the irs sent you a letter demanding payment you may not owe what they claim make this free call to the tax doctor now let them negotiate with the irs on your behalf call 800-631-9123 800-631-9123 that's 800-631-9123 you're listening to speed
6: freaks motorsports radio redefined
3: freak nation as we've talked about Mav TV of course airs the arena cross series so why not go for your points leader and of course four-time arena cross champion Kyle peters Joining us here in the Freak Nation, but Kyle, when you're a four-time arena cross champion, frankly, why haven't you moved into Supercross and gone up there and tried to kick those guys? Or I say up there, go over there and tried to kick those guys' ass.
13: So I turned professional. Uh, I raced Supercross from 2012 up until I ended up getting hurt, getting injured um, in 2022. Um, so. I raced here for roughly 10 years, um, had some success, uh, was on some factory teams and, and I raced, uh, two, two seasons with my current team, Phoenix racing Honda. So, um, I've been over there racing. I uh, had my big injury and then not sure kind of what was going to happen. Um, and that, so st- stuck with arena cross last year, uh, possibly after this arena cross season, possibly go back to Supercross and and, for a few races
2: okay a couple of questions for you here i wanted yeah. to talk about your injury and then coming back and getting a championship that's just a story in and of itself but when it comes to supercross versus arena cross you as a writer at least if i'm reading and seeing and hearing things correctly you're known for your precision on track would you say that arena cross is a discipline that you need to be more precise. It is less forgiving than maybe a wider track like Supercross. Therefore, this just suits you so well right now in your career?
13: Uh, yeah, I would I would say that. Um, Arena Cross is a smaller track, um, guys all around you. We have uh, 12 guys out there in the main event on a 20-second racetrack. So you're coming into lappers super quick. You're, you're passing guys and especially with our second main which is inverted uh we start on the back row if you win um it makes it very
0: difficult
2: yeah it makes it very difficult and then let's just go to i think it was not guthrie it was boise where the dirt was just crap and you really struggled there yet you still got a podium so yeah talk about the difficulties whether it's lapped riders, it's just slower riders, it's dirt, or it's needing to be precise, even on a night when you're not feeling it hundred percent up here. How do you get through nights like that?
13: Yeah, absolutely. There are so many different variabilities uh, to racing. Um, you know, you can you can change your bike setup, you can change tires, uh, the dirt comes into play, how how the tracks breaking down, and then you just have your competitors, um, the racers, and then if you're if you're doing well, you're coming into lappers, that can come into effect. So there's so many different things that you have to kind of deal with, um, with arena cross. It it makes it very difficult. And, uh, you know, this is, this is my fifth year doing it. So I feel like I have a little bit of experience, um, to kind of lean back on, uh, as far as bike setup. Um, my team has done an amazing job with helping me through certain things with my bike and, and with the races, um, you know, it's it, it's very hard to kind of explain what what to do in, in the time, but uh yeah, we we love racing. Um I love this arena cross series. Um it, it seems to fit my racing style, I guess. Um and yeah, i hope to do it for a long time.
3: Hey, Kyle Peters joining us, four time Arena Cross champion, your points leader in Arena Cross, which by the way, again, you can see it of course on Mav TV. Eli Tomac had the issue with his Achilles. He's gone. He's out. Well, he was out, of course, uh, most of last season. You break your freaking neck. I don't give a damn if you're 15 or 50. Don't you just say, screw it. I'm going to get the hell out of here. I broke my damn neck, and you know I, I could have lost my life.
13: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, this was kind of a – it changed everything for me. Um, before my whole life has been racing – trying to get into supercross, trying to make it, um, whatever that may be. Um, but, you know, it, it happened the day, the day after my birthday. Um, I just turned 29 and it, it really changed everything just because it was the unsure of kind of what I was going to be able to recover from. Um, the doctor that I, I had surgery done, he was like, you know, 90% of this injury, Uh, the people in this injury like are paralyzed from the neck down so that really scared me and and knowing that that how close it kind of was um, and initially the whole goal coming back from the injury was to live a normal life try to be able to do things that I love to do um, whether it be snowboard surf just go mountain biking just kind of live a normal life Um, and as as I kind of came along with my recovery um my coach corey wharf and i we were just like you know well, i've started feeling better i was like oh well you know maybe i could ride again like just go out and have some fun and and nothing nothing too crazy and then went and did that and i'm like oh well i feel pretty good like maybe i could race again like i I don't know how well i'll do but like we'll just maybe go out there and just kind of see um and yeah it was uh it was kind of one of those things that got closer to the race time and I was kind of freaking out, uh, not sure what to do. And my coach, Corey Warp, uh, just told me straight up, he goes, you know, as you know, in the sport, like you can't dip your toe back in, like you've gotta be all in no matter what and whatever is gonna happen is gonna happen. And I believe the Lord has watched over me so far and uh, we'll continue to do that.
5: Kyle Peters, 4 time champion in five years. It seems like arena cross at, I thought of it as a stepping stone to supercross, but it sounds like you have arena cross as a destination. Do I have that right or am I missing something? I think it is a destination.
13: Um, arena cross and supercross are very, very different in the aspect of uh, kind of how you set up your bike. It's uh, racing in a hole is. You're on a dirt bike, but between supercross and motocross, it's very different on how you race those and and how you set up your bike and and things and and along with arena cross as well. Um, it takes a whole different kind of aspect of uh, what you can do well. Where um, supercross like has a it, it, they're similar, but they're definitely different in and how you can set up your bike and and the skills kind of to excel in them. If that right. makes sense.
3: Kyle Peters, again, four-time arena cross champion, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Again, you can catch arena cross on MAV TV. Pardon my ignorance here, but I don't believe there is a feeder system into supercross motocross. It basically has to do with factories, and if you have enough enough money to to to, to make it into competitive position with those with those series, motocross, supercross. But with the AMA involved in all three of those, motocross, supercross, arena cross. Why isn't there a feeder series? And I'm not demeaning arena cross saying it's a step down, but why can't arena cross be a feeder series into motocross, supercross, meaning the winner or the runner up in the winner, they get this certain amount of money or they get a position on a factory team to move up into a, frankly, a more respected series in supercross and motocross.
13: Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, Ricky Carmichael started this uh, arena cross series where, or, it was the Arena Cross series, but he started it to where uh, if you wanted to move into Supercross to get Supercross points, um, you had to do the Arena Cross series and then go into Supercross. And that was when uh, Feld Entertainment owned Arena Cross and Supercross. Um, but now Supercross kind of started their own uh, futures program, which lets amateurs um, race kind of the day before and the day of Supercross. But I, I think. What they should do is kind of go back to the way they were doing it, um, going through arena cross, earning your points, and then moving into supercross because there's so much to learn. Uh, the night of racing in front of the fans, like racing um, experienced guys that have been doing this for a long time.
3: Listen, Kyle, I've watched enough supercross and some of those amateur races before supercross, and I could do a better job than some of those dudes backwards on a bike, blindfolded. So I hear what you're saying. I understand giving amateurs the opportunity, but it it just seems you're, what what you're talking about here, the advancement into supercross and motocross would make more sense. Uh,
13: I think it, you have a great idea. I think that that's the way it should be done. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's not our decision, and and mm. I think it I think it'd be really cool uh, to have the kid like younger kids, amateurs um, coming up and and going through arena cross into supercross uh supercross is very it's a stacked field there's a lot of guys that don't make it um so i think arena cross eh, it's something that i've grown to love um it's not something that i really ever really wanted to do um i was the supercross was the big goal the big picture and and the team that i I signed for phoenix racing honda uh, when i signed with them they're like you know we're in a super, we're in a, we're an arena cross team but we'll let you go to supercross as well and i was like oh like okay that's cool like that's a good good deal um and i got into arena cross and, and uh, ended up loving it
3: so again kyle peters four-time arena cross champion joining us here in the freak nation you can watch arena cross on mav tv buddy thanks for doing this
13: thank you so much guys i appreciate
3: it and in the last segment gonna like this one jimmy johnson john force michael jordan Speed Freaks, and Van Halen all have in common. That's next. Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios, and on MAV-TV and the Freak Radio Network.
1: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
8: That's 800-211-6008.
9: 1.
1: Listening to Speed
6: Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
3: Some funky weather out there, Freak Nation. That's why you should be rolling on General Tires. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out the website to get some snappy new GTs on that ride. Rain, sleek, snow, big old mountains of snow. Telling you, man, your General Tires will take care of that. Go to GeneralTire.com. Uh we know. Okay, coming up, what Van Halen, Jimmy Johnson, John Force, Michael Jordan, Speed Freaks. What do they all have in common? It's a, it's a, the story's great, but Eddie Van Halen would have celebrated his 69th birthday last week. We got a great story, a great interview with Eddie Van Halen coming up. But we with the Chiefs now in the Super Bowl. You found something from Darren Ravel, but that came out on Sunday after the Chiefs win regarding. Kansas City and, of course, Taylor Swift having to make a little overnighter to
4: Las Vegas. Yes, um, we call call Travis Kelsey Taylor's boyfriend. I do not refer to him by his actual full given birth name. So uh, Taylor's boyfriend is going to be in the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, Taylor is going to be playing overseas in Japan. Her final concert of that weekend in Tokyo is on Saturday, Tokyo time. So this from Darren Revelle, I'm going to read verbatim here from his his tweet. Taylor Swift performs in Japan the night before the Super Bowl. It will end around 10 p.m. Tokyo time, Mm -hmm. 5 a.m. in Las Vegas. The flight from Tokyo to Las Vegas takes 12 hours, meaning Swift can arrive at 5 p.m. local on the day before the Super Bowl. That's 25 hours, 35 minutes before kickoff. And if, kickoff. And if that's not a conspiracy, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what is. This is rigged. 100% rigged, the NFL. So they can get all the Swifties to tune into the Super Bowl. Highest rated Super Bowl of all time coming up. Yep.
3: Think about that. Pri- the show prior to the Super Bowl, which will be for us, I'm looking at my big fat calendar on the wall, which will be the 4th of February. We need to, again, we always go with Richie when we need some insight to numbers watching special television shows, whether it's the Super Bowl or Daytona 500 or whatever it may be. We'll go to Richie and see what the number might be here in the United States of America now that we know that uh, Travis Kelsey, well, excuse me, Taylor Swift's boyfriend yes, will you. be playing yep. in the Super Bowl. So, or, or Richie, put some, put pen to pencil, or no, yes. pen to paper, yep. pencil to paper, it. whatever yep. the hell you, you millennials you, use, and figure it out all right yes all right yeah. man i'm telling you the things you learn from speed freaks it's incredible <laughs> Dane cameron uh, one of four drivers with uh, roger pinsky in a porsche first time pinsky's won the daytona 24 in, in 69 i think it was also heard a crazy stat where i don't i'm going to screw all those stats up i'm going to leave that to statman but i'm not going to throw statman in the bus and have him try and keep yeah, what with...
5: screw up a stat better than anybody so all right. Neither.
3: regardless he joins us in the first hour Antron Brown first hour which by the way The Life coming up February 1st right here on Thursday check your local listings where you can see The Life on MAV TV Antron Brown three time NHRA top fuel champion some great insight to this dude on and off the track of The Life coming up on Thursday on MAV TV also Sarah Price the only woman from America to ever win a Dakar rally stage she was here and Kyle Peters again Arena Cross which you can see on mav TV uh, your points leader four time champion he was here but uh, how many shows that had the this is why speed freaks have been going going on for 24 years I have a history in motorsports yes but I also have a longer history of dealing with music and musicians first I, I wanted to be a rock and roll radio jock this jockey in high school Wanted to play soccer and be a disc jog. Kind of sound like my daughter. Wants to be a soccer player and a veterinarian. Anyway. But my first gig was a rock station in Dallas, then went to Los Angeles and then Phoenix. But I spent a lot of time in the music on the music side of things. And where Statman and I first hooked up was with this TV station in Los Angeles, UPN News 13, KCOP. And Richie, you can go back to the three shot, which, by the way, Crasher she'll be back next week. Uh, Statman and I hooked up, well, we didn't hook up, but we started. We, we got to know each other uh, in the mid-90s when he was working at UPN News, KCOP, and I was there as the entertainment insider where I would bring in all these different bands. And one week, you'd see me with the Anthrax. Next week, you'd see me with Celine Dion. You'd see me with Kenny Wayne Shepard. Then you'd see me with Master P. Several times, I had Eddie Van Halen and Van Halen on the show because... What had transpired was they, they Sammy Hagar left the band. Gary Cherone came on, on and on and on. But with Eddie Van Halen celebrating his 69th, well, he would have celebrated his 69th birthday last week. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram at Kenny Sargent, you'll see these old interviews that I'll post up. And this one's, I'm doing the math. 26 years ago, when Gary Cherone came into the band after van, after Sammy Hagar left the band. All right. I caught up with them. I actually think I interviewed them at the whiskey of go go This might have been where it was, but Statman and I have a great story to tell you about Van Halen, something that happened with the station that we're working with or didn't happen. We'll, t- we'll talk about that. Here's the interview 28 years ago. What did I say, 28 years ago or 26 years ago with Van Halen and the great Eddie Van Halen, who would have been 69 years old last week.
12: Band making news right now of course is van halen it's just an abominable split with sammy hagar but alex michael and yes eddie they say they got it right this time hey van halen fans get ready for gary sharon uh no no not sammy there you go the singer of choice for the new van halen era is former extreme frontman gary sharon
15: and they asked me to be in the band and uh
4: I did one record with it. It's not fair to compare it's one record band. with, with two eras
12: is. that were f- were great.
4: They make great music with these guys, but I'm not I'm not concerned about it. I never was.
12: But it is a concern for many dedicated Van Halen fans, wondering if Gary can fit the bill. We we can't please, all the ourselves. people, all yeah, the time, it's like, man, you know, skeptics, let them listen to the record. And then come and see us well, live. And I mean,
1: that'll put that well, all. Hey, we'll we'll put, a, it all, all Mozart, put it all Mozart, put it all around Beethoven, rest. you name it, Chopin. You know, I didn't like everything they did. Some people never accepted Sammy. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, buy the Roth records. Wrong. We're not shoving anything down anyone's throat.
12: The Silence the Doubters is the release of Van Halen 3, as in third lineup. And you won't believe where much of the music was conceived.
1: Basically, every idea that was given to me for this record came while sitting on a box.
12: And without no, 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 it's
4: good thing we don't write together in the same room.
12: <laughs> now, with a new singer in place, a new album, and a concert tour to follow, what can we expect to hear?
6: This, I think for the last 11 years, it was very difficult to do some of the older
5: stuff, because, uh, you know, quite frankly, Sammy didn't want to do it. I mean, we, and with that in mind, in, in a respect to what he didn't want to do, so we just didn't do the songs, but... Uh,
6: uh, they are part of the band's history, and people ask for them. And so I think this time, with an open mind, we're going to just do whatever we feel like doing and uh, see where we land.
3: Now, Statman, without digging too many rabbit holes in this, again, this is where you and I met. We met at this station, and you were the producer of that show, executive producer of Sergeant Saturday Night, where we'd go to a Borders Books, and we'd bring up bands to play live, and we'd feature some of the past interviews of that week that I did on that show and Van Halen was on with us several times. But the, the kicker to the story, if you've got 60, 75 seconds to share with the Freak Nation, where we had a chance to do something with Van Halen that not, not a lot of people get to do.
5: Well, we had, excuse me, a lot of people stand in line for this. We had a chance to be backstage at an amphitheater uh, east of Los Angeles in the inland. it was called the Inland Empire. And we were going to be live. We were going to do Sergeant Saturday Night Live backstage with uh, Van Halen there. And we went out there, checked, made sure we could get the signal live from uh, the backstage to the station. Everything was all set up. Would have been incredible. People stand in line to see and to be a part of this. And the uh, program director said, no. It's all set up. It's all ready to go. Everybody was standing in line. We hadn't promoted it. The program director said no. And uh, I didn't bother. I remember his name <laughs> vividly. But mm-hmm. I don't remember an idea. In fact, he told us that uh, that's a rabbit hole. Yes. But, yeah, he said no. And uh, don't know why. Could have been incredible programming. People stand in line to see that kind of programming. The program director said no. To get the label?
3: Band management and every other entity that would put their hands up, put a stop sign, say, no, there's no way you can do this, said, sure, you could do a live shot.
4: on live
5: backstage. We could even show a lot of times the bands will take the first two songs on a concert, and you could take that music and record that for, you know, use on news programs and so forth. We were going to be able to show that live in Los Angeles.
3: <laughs> Incredible. So there you go, Freak Nation. A special two hours of Speed Freaks, ending it with one of the greatest guitar players, and some consider the GOAT guitar player of all time. Eddie Van Halen would have been 69 years old last week, and you saw that snappy feature from 26 years ago. Thank you, guys, for being a part of this big old thing. If you miss any of it, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Go to our YouTube page at Official Speed Freaks. You can catch the entire show, the longer interviews that we do. It's awesome. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Statman, let's do it, buddy. Shoot the juice to the moose. And Statman? let it loose.
1: See ya. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
0: You take car maintenance seriously. And you want to pass on that legacy of care? Use Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer to shield your engine from excessive heat, debris, and friction. Trust Lucas Oil,
7: it works. The NASCAR Cup Series returns to Worldwide Technology Raceway on June 1st and 2nd, 2024. The time to get your tickets now. Let's go! Ten dollars down, you can lock in your seats for an incredible weekend of family fun, featuring the Enjoy Illinois 300 and the Confluence Music Festival. It all adds up for one amazing party. Go to www.traceway.com for the
6: hottest ticket of the year. The weekend. On MAV-TV, Monday is All-American Racing Night on the network which never leaves the track. Sit back and enjoy grassroots red, white, and blue racing from America's most iconic tracks. Whether it's the precise lines of pavement ovals or the door-banging action of the dirt, MAV-TV's Monday Night lineup will bring you all the action from this country's legendary four-wheel battlegrounds. Monday Night is All-American Racing, only on MAV-TV, Motor Network.
12: The Video Game
1: Review
8: And you don't even have to leave your home.
9: 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917.